0: Welcome to The Best Love Nanny, a podcast where I recall my own experiences as a New York City nanny. My name is Michelle Garza. I not only host this podcast, but I have two TikTok channels. One is Ogarza, where I tell stories a lot about my time as a nanny, but also just my entire life stories. And um, the other one is The Best Love Nanny, where I offer career advice and answer questions from nannies. Um, On my last podcast, I said that that was going to be it for the remainder of the year, and yet here I am. That's because over at Ogarza, I posted a a response video to a question I got about nanny cams and they got a little bit of attention and some of the replies really got me thinking. So I, I wanted to do a podcast reply to some of the thoughts that I had on that topic. Before we get into it though, I need to give a shout out to Charlene over at Fashion Meets 50 Ditched by Gucci, Embraced by Ferragamo, Um, Charlene has been following me, I think, pretty much from the very beginning and um, shows a lot of support. Uh, She's sponsoring this episode of The Best Love Nanny through Patreon, which is a private platform where I share um, bonus content. I just um, uh, released a private podcast this morning. That's one of the benefits as well as a monthly hangout. Charlene has been supporting me there from the very beginning. She was one of the first people to sign up. Charlene, thank you for all of your support. You can go check her out on TikTok at Fashion Meets 50. So let's jump into this episode. I know that I said I was done for the year, but I posted a video on TikTok a couple of days ago. It was a response to a comment that somebody left um, about nanny cams and a lot of people in the comment section i think we're all on the same page but then a couple of other voices came through and it got me thinking and i thought i have to i have to put this out somewhere because i know that there are probably other people um, that have either thought about these things or haven't thought about these things and i think we should be discussing it so i'm going to start at the beginning the comment says the family that i nanny for has a camera in every corner of every room she's added more over time and i've done nothing wrong what do you think When I read this, the part that stuck out to me is I've done nothing wrong. That sounds a little defensive in terms of her thinking that the family thinks that she did something wrong. I've done nothing wrong, you know, and she's, she's adding more cameras. So I simply said, ask her, just ask her why the increase in cameras. Um, And a lot of the comment section was um, agreeing that nanny, nannies agreeing that um, they've been on camera, they don't mind camera, and some prefer cameras because it protects both parties. You know, sometimes you work in homes that have more than just a nanny. There might be a housekeeper, there might be maintenance people that come in or a house manager, um, and there's more than one person. And if something does happen, something breaks or something ends up missing or whatever it is, you can go back and check the tape. So a lot of nannies feel protected by that. And, you know, I create so much content in this space that I didn't really think about stopping to address that in this video um, because that's not what the video was really about. But I want to talk about that for a second. Um, Like I said, most nannies are okay with cameras as long as they're disclosed and, and they're not hidden and that they know about them. I was really impressed. A couple of people chimed in saying that nannies can actually put in their contract that says that the, that all cameras must be um, disclosed. And I think that's fantastic. I've actually never heard of that. And I've never actually thought about that. But I think that that is great. And if you are a nanny that has a contract and working with a new family, um, or wants to go in and edit your contract, I think that is a fantastic clause to put in there. I don't know if clause is the right word. I know nothing about legal stuff. So if I've misused that term, let's just forget about that. Um, so um, I, I don't think that that's the argument. I think that yes let's just assume that everybody says cameras are fine and you know just but on a side note there are a lot there are also stories that came through about hidden cameras and bathrooms Uh, there are nannies who live in there are nannies who change at work at the beginning of the day or the end of the day and that's also a concern you know I think that that's also part of just the reality of the world now unfortunately there could be hidden cameras in any bathroom anywhere you know I think about moving around New York City um, and that some anybody could go in there and put a device somewhere and we're so quick to get in and out and move around. You know, it's, it's like consuming when you think about it. But I guess my point is everybody can have concerns about everything. Right. So I, I, without getting like too deep into all of those things, let's just say, you know, the cameras are there, the family's been honest and everybody agrees that it's fine. Right. So a person chimed in, I'm going to, I'm going to get the exact quote. Okay. So here's the exact quote. Somebody said, find another job, cameras in their home that you're working in are none of your business, whether one or 20 in every room. So again, they've kind of missed the point here, right? We're, we're not debating whether or not the cameras um, should be there or not, and they weren't hidden. She knew about them. Um, but for the sake of, I think, what bothers me about this is that it's none of your business What, because ha- what, it's their home. And, you know, that's a slippery slope because when you work in other environments, when you're not like a domestic worker, there are other environments where there's an HR department and if something happens, you can go to the HR department and discuss it with the neutral party. And not to say we all know with agencies, they can advocate for families, they can advocate for nannies, there's mediation services. There's definitely services out there, but it's different than having, you know, if you're in a corporate... America and you're in a conference room and something happens you can go to HR HR can pull those tapes and objectively look at them whereas if you're a nanny in somebody's home and something happens do they have the footage are they going to give it to you well can you guys look at it objectively is there a third neutral party um, to help decipher like what's happening in the video and those things right it's just it's a unique space and this space is built off of honesty trust Communication. When you're a nanny, you're being trusted with the most important things to someone. You're in such a personal space. So yes, they want to record it and they want to um, feel protected in their space. You want to feel protected in the space. But to say that it's none of your business, and again, we're gonna dis- we're gonna assume that you've talked about the cameras before you've started. They're fully disclosed. The family's told you where they are. Everybody's on board with them, but does that mean that you're not allowed to ever bring them up or mention how it's making you feel? No, I don't think that's the case. And some other people commented, which I thought was excellent, also saying, what, "Is there a concern in the home? Is there burglary, breaking, and entering in the neighborhood? Is there? Are you concerned for safety? Is there something else going on that I should be aware about?" Side note, quick story: Didn't think I was going to do a story time. I worked for a family where this happened. The family actually had a murder, an attempted murder in the building, like one or two floors up. It was a small building. It was a co-op and everybody knew everybody. And um, what was scary is that one of my nanny kids was actually home that day and a UPS worker rang the bell. And normally they have a key to get in. There's like a little lobby. And it was interesting that that he was ringing from the outside. And the kid actually asked his mom what he should do. He called her at work thankfully. And she said, don't open it. Don't answer it. Just ignore it. Like, don't just pretend like you're not home. Like, I don't want you interacting with a stranger throughout the day. Um, this was the older sibling. Um, there was a younger sibling that I, that I would pick up from school and shuffle around. So he was old enough to stay home alone. Um, and, but the mom basically said, you know, don't, don't do anything. And then a couple of hours later, um, it was discovered that, um, and I think it was maybe somebody they knew, but the crazy thing is there was, um, a security camera, Um, and the footage was kept downstairs in the basement in a locked room and that had actually been broken into and the tape had been taken so there was actually no evidence of it and I was on my way to work that day and the woman called me and said I just want you to know that there are um, marked and unmarked um, officers all around the building and they're watching it Um, they're watching for suspicious behavior and I was like wait, what? Um, It was super, it was actually a very scary and nerve wracking situation to go into when I got the full scope of it. And I actually was not comfortable. I don't think they were comfortable. I mean, the whole thing was like pretty bad. Um, And honestly, almost immediately after that, the woman that I worked for, um, her company had to lay her off and she literally came home and had to dismiss me because she was like, well, I'm not working and I can't pay you anymore. Um, And that abruptly ended my relationship with them. But it was right around that time. And I was kind of relieved because I was like, oh my gosh. I digress. But um, I guess that's why you're here. My story is right. So, um, I guess, so I guess I was just thinking about like that whole idea that you're in somebody's home that you don't have any rights. That's not necessarily true communication, right? You want to build. And, and that's also really key that you're building trust, that you're building those relationships. When somebody new comes into your home, I'm sure you're watching the cameras as a parent, you know, watching those cameras all the time um and you also you care about your kids i mean it's the mindset around it. Yes, you're concerned about what's happening with the nanny, but also are your kids adjusting? How are they handling it? What's going on in their little minds and hearts, depending on, you know, how old they are and what they can be showing outwardly. Are they engaging? Are they being nice? Are they being polite? Are they lying to your nanny? Are they getting away with things that they wouldn't normally get away with? How is she handling it? Um, you know, sometimes that focus isn't just, is she stealing my money? Is she, um, you know, looking through my things, blah, blah, blah. It's just the whole big picture. And you should be able to do that as a family. Um, and so then I started thinking about, this is how my brain works. I started thinking about trust and, you know, how you have to build it. But also, I think also with some of the comments, like it, it dawned on me, um, that there are people who have never been nannies and who have never hired nannies and the information that they have might be negative from the press, things that have happened. Um, again, we do know about childcare workers, both in private and, um, public settings and, or, uh, uh like uh, daycares where things have happened and been caught on camera. And I guess there's more checks and balances because there's other people around, but um, we know that that bad things have happened, right? Parents also do bad things to children, right? And some of that has to do with mental health, which I kind of want to touch on as well. Um, But I started thinking about how the general public doesn't really understand how you would find and vet and hire a nanny. And while there's many ways to do that, you know, there are nannies that come with a ton of experience, really great references, um, background checks, and that there are other things. It's not like there's just somebody walking down the street and you're like, hey, you come in here. Do you want to be my babysitter? Okay, cool. I'm just going to watch you from my office. Like that's not how now uh, things, people, I've actually heard stories pretty, <laughs> pretty close to that. But like we all know if you're in this profession, you're in this career, you've hired nannies. For the most part, that's not the way that it works. And I'm not saying That's something bad that good people can't do bad things or that bad people can't mask as good people. I'm not saying that, but the and I don't know the numbers, but the amount of nannies that have healthy relationships with their families surely outweighs the negative ones. And I think that people forget that. They hear nanny, they think negative things. Also, you know, people will always say, oh, why do you have a nanny or watch your own kid? Although I don't, and this would be interesting too, to hear from other nannies on this. I feel like maybe that's changing a little bit as people had to stay home and uh, pay for private um, care at home, not sending their kids to other places. I think people are kind of understanding the space a little differently, why it could benefit um, for having private care at home, that it's not always necessarily these uber rich families who have so much money and dump their kids and run off you know that it's more community based and you hire somebody to come in and help that has the same ideas and views um, and can help keep the structure and the overall feeling and tone of your household and that's just something I have to remind myself from time to time and I want to remind you because I know that there are nannies and hopeful nannies potential nannies that listen to this content maybe see those comments and think about those things um and that there is some ignorance in the space. There are people who have this bad stigma and will say things and I can't always address all of that. But as I was laying in bed last night, I was thinking about it and I was like, yeah, I kind of want to circle back to that. And then going into like the mental health, um, because anybody can have a mental break. Anybody can... Um, and obviously, m- m- I'm not going to say most of the time. I can't. I'm not an expert on this, so I don't want to say the wrong thing. But we would think that there are times when we see those breaks coming, and there are times where people completely snap. And I think that's not only in childcare. That's anywhere um, in any profession that can happen. Of course, when you're working with children and you have a mental break or something like that happens, you're having a bad day and. And, you know, we can tone it down a ton and just say, when even when I'm having a bad day as a mom, that reflects on my kids sometimes. I'm a little um, less patient, I'm a little more snippy, or I'm absent-minded. If, even if it's not something maybe terrible, but my brain's in another place, right? What's going on in my life will affect um, my influence on anybody that I'm around, including colleagues, parents, significant others, um, and children, whether it's your profession or not. And I think it's fair to say that. And I think that um, I've been thinking about how with my platform, I can maybe shed some light and knowledge on that. And I want to hear from other nannies. I'm going to be posting something over at the Best Love Nanny on on my um, uh, TikTok today, um, asking other people what they think about this, not necessarily if the camera's right? Pee on that. But, but are you allowed in the workplace? Like, what are your rights in a domestic setting? What do you feel comfortable bringing up and addressing? Even, you know, sometimes nannies will say things, somebody last night, I was on live on TikTok and somebody said that there is a safe sleep situation with the family that she works for, that they are not practicing with a newborn um, safe sleeping habits and she's nervous about that and how does she bring it up? because people are afraid to lose their job people are afraid to say these things to families and be taken the wrong way or sometimes they are and you come with all this background and knowledge and then you a parent wants to be right or a parent wants to do it their way or they don't want to hear it from somebody and they're not receptive to that information um and i think that's really sad i know that that i know that that happens all the time and how do we bridge that how do we um change that a little bit. You know, I I know for, I know that I've worked with families and I have friends, even when I was traveling this in New York, I visited a couple of different friends with kids and we talked about what's working in our families. What's not working. I had a friend who, um, asked her daughter, um, would she clean? Was it, would you clean up or are you ready to clean up? Um, no, it wasn't cleaning up. It was, do you want to brush your teeth? And she was like, no, And I was like, yep, don't ask her, just tell her, just say, okay, it's time to brush your teeth. Like, don't ask open-ended questions because you're going to not get the answer that you want, right? And I said it very lightheartedly. In the same situation, I have friends that have maybe not practiced the best car seat safety, right? And that's always like, "Oh," because it's so important, but you tread lightly. And this isn't just nanny. This isn't just being a nanny and working for a family, but this is also um, just like between parents and friends, you know, because people get so defensive about their kids and the way they do things. And nobody wants to know it all. I have a lot of experience. And I know that sometimes I try to like not be, you know, giving too much advice in places, especially because when you're a parent too, and you're learning things as you go, that's part of it, right? That's part of the process. I struggle with that with my relationship with my husband, because I I know a lot. And there's a lot of things I'm like, no, I just know how we're going to do it. I just know we're going to do it, you know, and he's like, but I don't know that and how do I figure this out? I'm like, well, because I've already done this and I've cut all the corners and I know the best way to do this and this is the way I've been doing it, right? So we come head to head on things sometimes. Um, so it's just the space. It's just unfortunate that sometimes it's employer, employee, and then things, I don't know, feel uncomfortable. I'm kind of rambling here, but I don't know. How do we create a better space about that and how do we make it more, you um, Um, seamless, I guess, to talk about these things and in a less pressure environment. I think some of that does start in the interview process. I think if you know a lot about something, you bring that up in your interview and you say, you know, what are your views on um, discipline styles or what are your views on parenting styles? You know, a lot of people now are practicing gentle parenting and not everybody believes in that. And knowing what you, you know, what you best practice and how you operate and finding a family that is looking for that. If you're working for somebody who has six kids and they've done it all and they've been through it and they're very sure of how their household runs, can you adapt to that? Can you jump in and do things the way that they want to do it? Are you the type of person that, no, you have to do things the way you want to do it. You want a newborn, you want a family that maybe doesn't know everything that's going to, you know, ask you for advice and you're going to teach them. This is the way we swaddle. This is the way we do this. You know there are matches like that, um, and I think that's also goes into the conversation about changing the way that we interview and finding long lasting relationships. Okay, now that I've rambled for a little bit, I think really that's what I wanted to say um, in today's episode. Like I said, I wasn't going to post another podcast before the end of the year, but then I was reading these comments and it really got my brain going last night before bed, and I thought, how am I going to respond to all of this in a TikTok? And then I thought, oh right, I have the podcast. Um, I hope that this um, helps spark. Um, conversations, um, I hope that this gets people thinking maybe a little differently than they did at the beginning. If you have anything to chime in on any of this, um, and you're not in the Patreon, the Patreon, if you'd consider joining is the best love nanny There, there is a, um, a in open form, a chat that we have going on in there, but also um, on both channels, The Best Love Nanny and Ogarza. I'm going to touch a little bit on some of this content. So there'll be a space there to chime in. If you have any thoughts or ideas, you can always email me. All of my information is available at my website, thebestlovenanny.com. I hope you have a really safe and happy holiday season. And I'm looking forward to bringing you um, more content next year.